Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius again. We are going through this Christ as Abolished Death series. And this particular section, we, we went as, in the last program, we went to the Gospel of John chapter 11, where the Lord Jesus Christ presented whom he really is. In verse 25 and 26, and I was explaining what the difference between those two Bible verses, not really the difference, the Lord was more or less telling the two sections, the two parts of it. In the first part, he said, I am the resurrection and, and the life. And I mentioned that resurrection for those who have been dead for tons, thousands of years, hundreds of years, and they are now just left as bones. They are just bones right now in the graves. God is going to bring them back by giving them a new body. And that new body that they will be resurrected with will be immortal body. And Apostle Paul alluded to that when he said, this corruptible shall put on incorruption. That was what he was mentioning in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 when he was talking to the Corinthians and said, why do you guys say there's no more resurrection? He said, human beings are like the seed that is planted, they have to die. And then they shoot out forth to another body. And that was what he used to to describe resurrection. So the resurrection is God is going to give a new body, immortal body, to the souls that are in that have been that have been dead. And the Bible said the dead in Christ will rise first. Because they are going to live for one thousand years on this earth. Before the rest of the dead are resurrected into their own body too, they are going to, God, God is going to give every soul that has been sent to the world, is going to give them a resurrection. Their bones in the graves will be resurrected to stand before God and they are going to be judged. Those that are going to be thrown to the lake of fire with Satan will be thrown to the lake of fire with Satan. That is written in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, of the judgment of the last day. So which means every soul will be resurrected. Every bones in the graves will be brought back alive. But then there will be judged separation between the good and the bad. Those that are going to lake of fire with Satan will be thrown there. And the Bible says those who do not have their names in the Lamb's book of life will be thrown to the lake of fire. Go and read the book of Revelation chapter 20, the last few verses. Okay? Now, the logical was trying to was not trying was describing this to a matter in that verse 25 of John chapter 11 when he said, I am the resurrection means when Martha said, and my brother will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Christ said, I am the resurrection, I am the one that is going to make it happen on that last day. That's what he meant. And the life. So when they resurrect, are they going to die again? Sometime in the future, no. It's going to give them immortality. So that is immortal life. And you say, he is that life that's going to keep them alive also. That's what he means by resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you are dead, yet shall he live. So you can see who Jesus Christ is, God Almighty manifested in the flesh. And you see that also in the, in this, in this, in the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ, the last chapter of, in the Gospel of John chapter 17, when Jesus Christ was praying his last prayer that was recorded before he went to the cross, he made, he made it clear what is this life eternal we are talking about. In verse 1 of John chapter 17, from verse 1 to 1, in verse 3, he said, This is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That is life eternal. See, how do we get the eternal life? Just get Jesus Christ inside you. And you see that, also, 
Gospel of Epistle of Apostle John. First John chapter 5. Apostle John describes what is this eternal life that God has given to us. And here is what he said in First John chapter 5. From verse 10, 1 John chapter 5, verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Remember, listen, that record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, verse 11, that God has given to us eternal life. You mean we already have eternal life? Yes, when you have Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. He said, God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. In short, this is how I describe it. God has forgiven the whole world. He said, well, I'm going to bring this eternal life back to you, human beings. I'm paraphrasing it in my own words. God is saying, I have forgiven the whole world, because that's what the Bible says. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So he's saying, okay, I've forgiven the whole world. Now you people, I'm going to give you eternal life. This is how I'm going to do it this time. I'm putting this eternal life in, inside my son, Jesus. So you guys get my son inside you. Then you have eternal life. That's what Apostle John is describing. It. See, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Jesus. He that has the son has life. And he that has not the Son of God has not life. So if you are a religion, don't believe in Jesus Christ, you don't believe Jesus Christ, you come and live inside you, then you don't have eternal life. You will be one of those that will die and be thrown to a lake of fire. In the end, when they are resurrected, they will be thrown to a lake of fire. But those that have Jesus Christ inside them, that's what Christ said. He said, I, I, and then this is what, let's see what Jesus Christ said again in John chapter 17. This is how I go to get that eternal life. This is how we're going to retain that eternal life. So you get it by accepting Jesus Christ into you. That's why he said, if you have the Son of God, you have life. And this is what Jesus Christ explained in his prayer in chapter 17 of Gospel of John, chapter 17. And here in verse 22 and 23, Jesus Christ was praying. He said, And the glory which thou gavest me, talking to the Father, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Now, look at that. And that is corroborating what Apostle John wrote in first episode of John chapter 5, I just read, where he said, God has given to us eternal life. He put this life now in his son. I said, this is how I'm going to do it this time. I put this eternal life in my son. You get my son inside you, then you have that eternal life. And that's what and and that's what the Jesus Christ was saying. He said that I will be in them and the Father in me. So the Father is in the Son. That's why God manifested in the form of a human being also. So the Father is the one that manifested as the Son of God. And he's saying that the Son will be living inside us. Is that what I believe in it? So the Son is in us. The Father is in His Son, and we are going to be glowing. His Father is His Spirit that is glowing through the Son, and our spirit 
where the sun is living, we will be glowing from the light of the Father. So the light of God is glowing through us. That is the light that will be making us have the glory covering us back. That Adam lost. Because that was not, it was done for Adam. Because Christ was not in Adam. Because if Christ was in him, he won't sin like he did. So that's why Christ has to perfect us. He has to perfect us into obedience before this thing can be turned on. Remember that. Christ has to perfect us into obedience to the Spirit inside us because He is going to believe in that Spirit inside us and instructing us from inside. I in them and thou my Father in me. And that is how we are going to get that eternal immortality and eternal life manifesting and the light covering, the glory of God covering us again in the end. And we'll be like Christ, we manifesting light, can appear and disappear just like Christ can do right now. That is the glory He promised and is returning to us. That's why He said He's going to bring many more sons unto glory. He's going to bring many more sons unto glory. Let's read again. You see that this has been prophesied by the prophets. We are not just saying things that we, we think out of our head. Look at the prophecy of Daniel that the angel told Daniel what the Messiah will accomplish in the book of Daniel chapter 9. Because God is just revealing this more and better and better to us so that we can teach his people. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And knowledge shall be increased what God promised at this same time. And he's revealing this, even the knowledge of the scriptures is being revealed to us so that we can teach it to his people. Look at this in the Daniel chapter 9, the prophecy that the angel gave to Daniel that we always quoted. Many believers always quote it only when they want to talk about the Antichrist. But they say they miss the earlier part. Here is verse chapter 9, verse 24. When the angel was going to talk to Daniel about Daniel has been praying for the Jews. And the angel came to reveal more to him because when all this thing God was revealing to Daniel, it's not just for Daniel to be make Daniel brag or a prophet. No. God was revealing through Daniel to the world that we believe in. And that is why he's revealing many more things through Daniel to the world. Many things that he revealed to Daniel, he would tell Daniel that you will go and sleep. When this thing happened here, and the end of the world you understand it better. That's how God is revealing to us to understand it better. And we are is giving this to me personally, the, the one I'm teaching right now, so that I can teach it, not just so that I can be great. No, not that because I, I know it's to teach others so that we can all grow together in this grace of understanding who Christ is. He said that we are to come in the knowledge of the Son of God, not one person, all of us, till we all come in the unity of faith. Unity. All of us believing the same thing about Christ. In the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. What is this knowledge? Knowing whom Christ is that I have been explaining that this is God that manifests in the flesh. When you understand that God that went down in the physical, in the, in the soul of, his, of, his, of Christ and was able to take captivity captive in hell and took the keys of hell and death and set captives free. Those that were in paradise, he lifted some. Some people, he brought them out of the grave and they went up with him in the first, first full resurrection. That has been documented in the scriptures, not so. In the book of Matthew, that some dead saints rose up when Christ resurrected and went to manifest to some people in Jerusalem. They, where did they go now after the resurrection? They went with him to heaven. So, which means that is the first fruit 
of, re of the resurrection. First fruit. God has started the harvesting of the earth. And that's to be another story because it is the harvesting time, which I will point to in another brief explanation. Let's go back to this Daniel chapter 9 that I was trying to explain before I jump from here to there to there to there. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, here is what the angel was telling Daniel what will be accomplished. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Now, everybody always knows this. Many believers talk about this Bible verses when we are talking about the mark of the beast, the end of the world, the Jerusalem being destroyed and so on. Yeah, but there are some, some things that he said will be accomplished that are all fulfilling the Messiah. And that is what I'm pointing out in verse 24. And they accomplished in all these 70 weeks, both the one that was fulfilled and the one that was postponed and the in-between, the 2,000 years in-between that is for the Gentiles, they are all what Christ is working to fulfill. And he has worked to fulfill. Now he's working. He's already fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Look at it. These are the things they say will be fulfilled. 70 weeks will be determined upon the Holy people. And to finish the transgression is the first thing they mentioned. To finish the transgression. And you wonder, what does that mean to finish the transgression? And I explained that in some other sermons. That the Jews have trans the transgressed against God over and over and over and over again. That was why they were driven out of the land in the days of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, just for 70 years. But it was a transgression that made them be driven out also. But the angel said they are going to have to finish the transgression. So which means there's still more transgression that they have to accomplish. And what is the finishing of his transgression? Well, the greatest transgression has to be done. The greatest one. What do you think is the greatest transgression for a nation? If God Almighty came in form of a human being and you kill him, <laughs> that's the greatest transgression. That's what the angel was referring to, to finish the transgression. And then to make an end of sins, because there's a purpose why God allowed that to be done. To make an end of sins. Well, has that been done? It is done in individual one that accept Christ. Because it's renewing, it's a new body, a new life. So you must be born again. It's regenerating us from that. That's a making an end of sin in our, in our life. That is part of the work that Christ has done for mankind. That we believe in. Individually accepting him, then it's making an end of sin in our individual life. Angel mentioned that, that that's part of what we accomplished. And to make reconciliation for iniquity. What is reconciliation? God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's reconciling. That is the one 2,000 years is going on. That is preaching the gospel to the whole world. It's reconciliation for iniquity. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. Now, what is that? Everlasting righteousness. That is what we are explaining, that God in Christ and Christ in us is what God planned this time. That is what is going to bring in that everlasting righteousness for we that are joining to him. It's not for the whole world that are not believing. For we individually that are joining ourselves to him and accepting him as he's bringing in everlasting righteousness. That is what God is planning to do for mankind that is redeeming. It's not for, for another one million years or another two million years. We don't know how long Satan called Lucifer, how long he was created before he fell, trying to usurp the throne of God. But God is, that means Satan didn't have everlasting righteousness also. Adam was created, we don't know, before he fell. That means Adam was not given everlasting righteousness also. 
all those angels that were rebel, that rebel with Satan, that were locked up in different lock. That means they did not have everlasting righteousness also. Because everlasting righteousness means they will be righteous everlasting. That's not what it means. But now the angel is saying, this time is to bring in everlasting righteousness. Not just for the Jews, for the redeemed. For the redeemed of God. Human race that are being redeemed. God is going to bring in everlasting righteousness. So that is the project. I call it project because I'm an engineer. The project God is doing is a big boy. Only God can do it. To bring human beings that are falling back into order with him. And bring in everlasting righteousness. It's almost like when you build a project and you build a robot and the bro robot fell. And robot crew and you now say, I'm going to redo this robot. I'm going to make sure that it will not fall into this problem again and you're fixing it permanently forever so that we like that is what this project is this is god's project is making this human beings and bringing them into everlasting righteousness how am i going to do this so that they will not fall anymore not in two million years not in three million years not in 10 million years is the everlasting righteousness where he said i will put this eternal life into my son can your son rebel against you know i will be in my son that's what he's doing God in Christ, Christ in us. So then we are controlled from inside. Everlasting righteousness. You understand? You grab the message now. That is what the angel was prophesying. That God is doing this time. He's bringing everlasting righteousness. And to seal up the vision and prophecy. That is every prophecy, every prophecy, every prophecy I've been saying, they see this, they see that. God is going to do something. It's being sealed up when it's completed. In all these 70 weeks, so it's not just 70 weeks because he broke the 70 weeks into 69 and then one week that was postponed. So what happened between that 69 and one week is the 2,000 years of Gentiles being brought in that we are enjoying now. When he said the, the, the times of the Gentiles, the gospel is being preached. So you that listen to me, if you are a believer, you are Gentile or not Gentile, and you are hearing this gospel, you better believe Jesus and come on in through Jesus Christ and be saved. So it can be a particle of this eternal life that Christ has brought for us, mankind. He's bringing many more sons into glory, where we are going to be everlasting righteousness will be imputed to us because Christ living inside us and the Father inside Christ, the Son, the Son inside us, make the Father and the Son be inside us by the power of the Holy Ghost that He has given to us right now. And that is what is explained. That's what the angel was telling Daniel here, that that is what will be accomplished in these 70 weeks. And then he started this, this, describing what will be breaking down that 70 weeks. The Messiah will come, the Messiah will go away, and then and the one week has just left, which he didn't mention that there will be a separation, a gap between that one week and the first 69 weeks, which we now know from history that 2,000 years has elapsed before even the Jews ever allowed to go back to the land because it's scattered there from the lands. Because of the sin that said they finished the transgression, killing the Messiah, it's then they were scattered for a long time, not like 70 years in the day of Nebuchadnezzar. For a long time, thousands of years, that's what it looked to us now also. They started going back in 1948, they became a nation, 1,900 and something years. See, that was what God was prophesying through the angel that it would be a long time before they go back. And then, in that final one week, will be the wrapping up of all these things where the Christians, the saints are sealed and prepared for the perfection. We are already perfected and then taken away in the rapture and so on and so forth is the closing of it. This is the plan of God and I'm praying that you that listen to this, 
you are partaker of this and you are aspiring to the goal of overcomers well, that's our goal aspire to the goal of overcomers he that overcometh shall inherit all things let me read it let me read that in the summary in, in concluding this in concluding this uh, let me drink some water here. in concluding this uh, exhortation He that overcometh shall inherit all things what the Bible said. And I will be his God. And shall be my son. Revelation chapter 20. 21. Verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Because he that, what are we to overcome? All the resistance that we are having upon this earth. To come to this fullness of the search of Christ we have to overcome it because the devil is putting resistance because the devil knows that these things are going to take place and is resisting those that are pursuing God but we have to overcome all the resistance the devil is putting against us in the form of trials temptations deception making them to have loved the world more than loving this thing that we are talking about the love of God don't love the world that's why he's making the world glamorous don't love the world. Say that love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And all that the devil is putting in the world, the loss of the eyes. Yeah, this thing that looks beautiful. The loss of the flesh, all the craving that the body wants to do. That is making people sin. The pride of life, ego, that makes people fight one another. Pride of life, self-glorification. That will make somebody begin to offend God. Because Satan, pride of life is what makes him want to usurp the throne of God. He to be greater than God. That's pride. Humble thyself under the mighty hands of God. When you humble yourself, you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because the Jews thought he's just a 30 year old man. Have you seen Abraham? That's pride. They thought, they thought of him as a 30 year old man. But it made them to know that before Abraham was, I am. See, we have to submit ourselves to humility. And the Bible said that we have to be clothed with humility. Very important. We believers must be clothed with humility to, to please God. Because God said, he is the high and lofty God that inhabited eternity, but He dwelleth with the lowly and contrite hearts. So we must be lowly and contrite hearted for the Lord to dwell with us. And that is very important. He said, all everything that is resisting those attributes is what we have to overcome. It could come through thoughts, ideas, suggestions, interaction with human beings that make you want to puff up, want to let to know who you are. Those are reactions from the world that can invite people into sin or drive people into offenses. We have to overcome all those obstacles. Then there will be persecution to deny Christ. We have to overcome that also. Because that is another trial. There will be persecution at the end of the world. If you know what we have, what this thing is all about, this great glory, I will not miss it. Not for food, not for job, not for friends. And this glory that he said we are going to glow is going to be in us and we are going to be covered with light like Jesus Christ is covered now, which Adam lost in the beginning. I want that glory, Lord. I want to enter that glory. I'm going to strive to enter him. I'm not going to allow friends to pull me down. I'm not going to allow jobs to carry me. I'm not going to allow the food belly. See that sometimes their God is their belly. I will not allow my belly to pull me down because in the days of the Antichrist, he said nobody can buy or sell except they take the mark. And the Bible already said nobody should take the mark if you, are going, if you want to go with God. 
then I'm not going to allow my belly to, to drag me into hell, lake of fire. So he that overcoming, we have to overcome all those obstacles that the enemy is trying to put in front of us. He that overcoming, shall inherit all things. So and I wrap up with that because these are things that is essential for us to remember. And he said, I will be his God and he shall be my son. Amazing, we shall be his son. God is bringing many more sons unto glory. Christ is the son and Christ is adopting all of us that are accepting him as sons of God. The Bible said, God has predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. <laughs> think of you, <laughs> excuse me, think of you, if you, have a, you, you are a father, you only have one son. You have you need more sons, you just say, okay, let me just uh, adopt more sons. And your son went and adopted other sheep people and said, I'll bring them to my father. And that is really what we have. That is what we have. God adopted all of us that are accepting his son into us. So that the spirit of his son is now in us, so we are now sons of God also. And you can also become son of God if you are not already. By accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And confess, like the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, that if you we confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is, you also will become a son of God because now he will, be, he will come and live inside you. You see, with the heart man believeth and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you have to confess Jesus, that Jesus is your Lord and you believe that he died on the cross for you. Say it right now, say, Jesus, I believe you died for me on the cross and I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life and make me a new Christian. Make me yours and live in me from today and so in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you pray that prayer sincerely from your heart, Jesus Christ touch you and he will give you a new, a, a new spirit. And you will know it by a peace that will come upon you. And peace be upon you that are listening in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this food and listen to me and enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank the Lord. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080 334 That is 080 334 3644 You can also call our number 080 338 6812 That is 080 338 6812 Any of those phone calls somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you Again the two numbers are 080 338 6812 080 338 6982. 
or you may call 080 334 That is 080-334-369-44. Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.